is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, my name is Vinnie White, and I'm live from Canada. I slightly lied to you the other day. I said I was going to be in London for the whole of um, summer. Well, it turns out I'm not for the whole of summer. It was just a couple of weeks, but I am going back there later to sort out a family issue, which sounds really ominous, but it's not. It's quite boring, so we'll just skip past it quickly. So, yeah, I'm live in the studio here back in Toronto. I just flew in today, actually, and uh, so I'm a bit jet-lagged. But this show will still rock your socks off, honey bunny. It's a news tagine served with comedic crusty bread, and a thick, rich sauce of flying by the seat of one's pants. You can text the show live, because we're here in the studio, and it's 7.10.10. Pat's the producer. He's got headphones on. He looks the part. It's almost like we're professionals. Hello. Hey. Word to your mother, who is a listener. One of uh, three, I believe. Uh, you can text the show on 7.10.10. Uh, have I missed anything? I've been gone for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Suppose just the regular stuff. Sea lions have got more aggressive, haven't they? You kidding? Mm. You have heard. You have. You saw the video, did you? No. Do you not know about the sea lion that pulled a girl into the? Do you work for a news station? I just got up. Well, you <laughs> should be listening on your headphones on the way in. Did it happen today or yesterday? Happens. Don't know. But my excuse is better than yours. I was on a plane. So good call. <laughs> uh, I think it happened today, or it might have been. I don't know. It was happened this. Let's just say this weekend, shall we? Girl, uh, she looks about seven. Definitely didn't fact check that, but she's certainly quite young. Uh, near Vancouver, uh, sitting on the dock of the bay, reminiscing of Otis Redding's classic. Sea lion comes along, whips her into the water. You know what? I have been out to uh, see family out west, and their big thing is like feeding the sea lions. A lot of kids do that. They'll buy some, you know, uh, bait fish, and then they'll uh, try and get the sea lions to come. You know, they basically like kiss the kids or whatever. So I'm not surprised that happened. Actually, yeah. that's weird because she got she got pulled in, and then some random dude jumped in after her and saved her immediately, and everything was groovy. But now the like, because there's not a lot of news going on in Canada, I don't think, at the moment. This is quite a top story. Don't worry, we won't be covering it for more than another 10 seconds. But um, I've noticed that a lot of people are saying that family is very reckless. Yeah, it was a sea lion. Sea lion. Um, came back today on a plane. Bloke behind me wanted to kill him. <sighs> so I was at the back of the plane, and it was a big transatlantic, and... He he said, what's the food? And the hostess said, oh, well, I'm sorry, sir. There's no choice today because actually we've given out all the food. So there's just the Shanghai noodles left. I'm not sure where she was from. Um, and he said, uh, and he was British, which I'm ashamed of, I'm afraid to say. But I'd love to say that he was Canadian. But, uh, well, I'm both now. So I don't know when, which side of the fence to sit on anyway. Anyway, it was a British guy. And he says, uh, yeah, that's not really good enough, is it? And she said, I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, isn't it? Because there's nothing I can do about it at 10,000 feet. So she didn't say that because she's not a sarcastic British DJ. But she said, um, oh, well, I'm sorry, sir. It's just a Shanghai noodles. And he says, but it says on the on the little menu card here that there's a choice. 
So can I speak to someone about it? So she says, yeah, I'll get the flight captain, sir. So along comes the flight captain, right? And the guy says, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't understand why I haven't got a choice of meal. And the flight captain brilliantly put it. It's absolutely no messing around. He said, well, sir, you're at the back of the plane. There's 330 people on the plane. And if everyone on the plane got the choice of all three meals, we'd have to have 990 meals, which means that we might be given a situation where we have to throw out 660 meals and that wouldn't make economical sense. It would put your ticket price up and, of course, it would be very wasteful to the world. Brilliant answer. Obviously had this one before. And the guy goes, um, yeah, but I, t I just don't understand it. Now, I don't know what there is to... I don't know how you could not understand that. Like, that's, that's a genius answer. I don't know how you can continue your argument after that. Uh, the only thing I could think to bring up is just you have to get it across. You didn't pay enough money because people in first class, they have like those carts where you could buy a la carte sandwich things if you don't like the meals or whatever. But if you're in the back of the plane, you're in coach, you got no options. You got no you're options. lucky to get food at all. And if, his, if he was a veggie, he could have put veggie on his thing. So he would have got a veggie meal. And even if he was a veggie, it didn't make sense because the Shanghai noodles are veggie. And if he had uh, any problems, uh, then he could have put it all in. Because you can do all this when you log in now, can't you, when you check it? Anyway, it did my head in so much, I couldn't help myself. I just turned around and I said, mate, just deal with it. Good for you. <laughs> That's <laughs> the best thing you could say. Well, Not, nothing too confrontational, no. nothing rude. I know. And then he got annoyed with me because it was then he said, well, what exactly has it got to do with you? I said, just uh, because I'm listening to that. Yeah, because I have ears. Yeah. We all have ears. You're making us deal with you, and not the other way around. It was a around. beautiful little moment because the flight captain, sorry, not the flight captain, the um, fl whatever the flight supervisor's called, the, the head honcho of, of Trolley Dollies, definitely on his badge it said that, um, he, he shot me a wink as if to say, cheers, bud, we're on the same side. Exactly. I think if you had made eye contact with anyone on the plane, yeah. they would have given you a wink. Yeah. Absolutely. That guy, had, there was no argument in any world that he had. I'm if he often was... the guy now. I don't know if I'm becoming more outspoken. I'm often the guy that does that. I was on a train in England a couple of weeks ago, and there was kids going absolutely ballistic, jumping up and down on the seats. And one of them took, <laughs> I should mention he was six years old or so, took his shirt off and threw it at me as if there was some bizarre attempt at, Mimicking the Chippendales video he must have seen his mother watch the day before. Yeah, and it, it hit me in the face. <laughs> and it was like the weirdest thing. I'm like, okay, I was kind of pissed off with them jumping up and down on the seats. Now, and because kids' clothes the smell, right? Like, it, you know, it dribbled on it and, and stuff. And they're sticky. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sticky. disgusting. There was food on it. And I'm like, it's such a weird thing to have a garment thrown at me. Like, I've dreamt of it for years, but not in this situation and not that garment. Yeah, so that happened. And I went ballistic then as well. I said, listen, I think I can speak for everyone on this train when you, I say you should pacify your children. It's not good enough. And I think because I've sort of got quite a powerful voice, or at least I do when I lose it a bit, she said, you're right, I'm very sorry. And got little Johnny and popped his shirt on and sat him back down. It was great. So um, if you want me to sort anyone out, just text me 71010. Um, that can be today's texting. Got any problems? Anyone to deal with? Anyone that's uh, upsetting you, I'll just pass it on. We can do an anonymous service, right? Is there anyone like um, 
did the adult accompanying the child apologize? Yes. That was the first text. Um, done a lot of texting so far. How was the royal wedding this weekend? Was it royal? Royal by proxy? No, the, their family doesn't become royal. Yeah, it's just a wedding. There was a, the only article I read on it was a, a piss take, and it said, man marries woman. Woman enjoys PR company. Man does another job that no one's sure of, gets married somewhere in the British countryside. Brilliant. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I could care... Oh, I nearly said I could care less, but I've, all, I've been told that that's not the right way of saying it. And when you actually think about it, it's not. Because if you could care less, then that means you have some degree of care. And I don't care, so I couldn't care less. Did you know the see the Middleton sister's husband looks really like Wayne Gretzky? No. Yep. Anybody uh, who saw that might notice it. Oh, that's great. So, wow, I've really missed some big news here in Canada. Yep, things are buzzing. Sea lion drags a girl into some water. She's immediately saved. I did just see that video on the CTV news screen, so okay, all caught up. Not the CCTV news screen. CTV news. Because there is CCTV in the building, and if that is happening outside, I know it's rained a lot, but that would be weird. Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's move on to this thing. All right. What are we going to start with? It's got to be our new edition of our regular weekly feature. What has Trump done to uh, kick humanity firmly in the nutsack? And uh, don't worry, this week he's not in America. So I'm sure everything's going to be fine. He's probably somewhere uh, doing something constructive and nice. Uh, actually, I did read that he does hate being away from home because he's, he's the most American man in the world, isn't he? He likes steak and ketchup. Of course he does. He likes television. He only needs three channels. Fox News, Breitbart and the Disney Channel. All channels that tell wondrous stories. But he doesn't really like travel and he certainly doesn't like travel in Muslim countries. Unless he's selling arms to them, of course. More on that later. Trump, a man as presidential as a drunk racist radio phone-in ranter, has decided to make the first ever foreign visit as president to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Saudi Arabia has enjoyed some great stuff in the past. Classic hits like 9-11 bombers, Osama bin Laden. Current issues uh, like a ban on women driving, a ban on women voting, state-controlled press and thousands of human rights abuses. Why then was Saudi Arabia on the list of old Donald's countries to visit? I'll tell you why he's there. They've got money. They've got so much money in the House of Saud that Donald Trump looks like a tramp by comparison. A tramp with a spray tan, which is a rare thing, I admit. Uh, the net worth of the entire Saudi royal family has been estimated at 1.4 trillion. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I just know that that's probably a lot more than most countries at GDP. It probably makes them the wealthiest family in the world. Today he spoke in the Saudi capital to leaders of 55 Muslim-majority countries. Mr Trump called for a, quote, new chapter, saying he was not there to lecture them or impose the American way of life, but Baywatch and cheeseburgers are tremendous. Uh, the fight against extremism, he added, was not a battle between different faiths or civilizations. Uh, it's a battle between good and good and evil. Yeah, this is a battle between good and evil. Which, ironically, Al-Qaeda would agree with you on that. Uh, 
Who wrote Trump's speech? Well, of course, it was the author of President Donald Trump's controversial travel ban, which targeted people from six Muslim countries. The guy that tried to ban Muslims entering the USA wrote a speech that was delivered in the Islamic heart of the world, but didn't criticise Muslims directly, just radical groups. U-turn? It's like your racist grandmother turning off Fox News and saying, I think I'm going to try out Dr Dre. I heard good things. In October last year, Trumpy Wumpy condemned the Saudis as women haters, and uh, he said they're people that push gays off buildings. Uh, this weekend, he accepted a medal from their king. In fairness, the Saudi kingdom's a weird place because it has taken part in military action against ISIS, but its state textbooks, the actual textbooks in the Saudi kingdom, are deemed acceptable in ISIS-run schools. So there's a bit of a mixed message. Uh, it has backed militant Islamic rebels in Syria and continues to export an extremely intolerant version of Islam. So when Trump was at a palace last night, did you see that? He was bobbing around to a, like, a traditional sword dance. It looked like someone had stumbled into the wrong wedding reception. Uh, Donald Trump has uh, signed, straight after that, the largest arms deal in history with Saudi Arabia. Despite warnings, he could be accused of uh, being complicit in war crimes, and after blaming Saudi Arabia himself for producing the terrorists behind 9-11. Uh, the president confirmed he has signed a weapons deal with the Saudis. That, that deal's worth $110 billion. It's predicted to grow to $380 billion within 10 years. And the press are reporting Melania's headscarf. And she wasn't wearing one. But then Condoleezza Rice didn't wear one. So I guess it's OK. Oh, headscarves. Who cares? I wouldn't be bothered if she got off Air Force One with an uncooked plucked chicken wedged on her head. I think we need to keep our eye on the ball. Keep the focus of the story on the fact that Trumpy is selling weapons to a dictatorship slash dynasty that has proven links to terror attacks. I mean, come on. He's like the orange horseman of the apocalypse. I think our only hope is that uh, he gets closer to losing his job this week by doing something stupid, which is highly likely. He might pull the Pope's hand off. I don't know. Anyway, tweeted the other day uh, with regard to the fact he's still on the run from all that Russian stuff that is, might sink him in the end. He says, this is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history. He's so like, oh, everyone's against me and it's not fair. I think, it, I think it is quite fair. The single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history. Just to remind you, JFK was literally shot in the face. William McClinley was shot twice in the abdomen. James A. Garfield was shot in the back. And Abraham Lincoln was assassinated while he was watching a play. So I don't know if it's the greatest witch hunt in history. You orange prick. Can you say prick on the radio? Yeah, I think so. You'll probably get away with it. Special rules for English people. <laughs> it used to be the case. Um, here's one for you, right? How weird is this? If, if you were listening last week, I was doing the show live from London and I'd just recently seen someone drive past quite early in the morning, it was about three in the morning, and I was walking back from a, a late bar and... Um, so there was a girl on her phone using Google Maps to navigate her way back to her house, I assume. And someone drove past on a motorbike and plucked the phone out of her hand. And she was like, oh, that's my phone. 
And I ran, I, don't, I think I mentioned that I ran after them, which was the most stupid thing I could have done. Yeah, not smart. Like, what are they carrying? And I remember thinking, because I was a bit drunk, I remember thinking, oh, no, I'll just push them off. Oh, that's a good idea. Hurt the men with the, the criminal <laughs> men with weapons, exactly. possibly. Undoubtedly in a team, because there was another couple of bikes with them. Like, how's that going to end? So I, I'm glad that I fell over running after them. But I looked up the next day, because I'm quite curious about this thing, just how much of an epidemic that is in London. And apparently it's huge. The... I, I just looked that up, too. That's very interesting. Yeah. There's moped gangs of, uh, like, not pickpockets, but thieves well, kind of thing. Well, this is how clever they are, right? What I read was a lot of them, when the police start chasing them, first of all, it's nightmare chasing um, mopeds in a city, right? Particularly London. And cars are wider than bikes, etc. All the obvious stuff you can work out. But the other thing, if they can get a helicopter in the air in time, you might be able to get them. If they can get down the side streets, if you can get a police bike after them, all these things help. But you know what they do? They take their helmets off. And then the, the chase becomes so risky in the eyes of health and safety that they have to call off the complete chase. Because if they fall off and die as a result... So they re they're right on the edge and all the bikes are stolen. So it doesn't matter if you run their plates. So, yeah, they take their helmets off. Isn't that, that's the big difference between America and Britain is they w couldn't care less if you are the criminal what you are doing. Oh, they're going to take you down. Because you can, even in, uh, I think in the UK, right, if the police injure you, you can still sue them even if you were committing a criminal act. It's all about some kind of context. Well, certainly in that case. Yeah, you could get um, compensation. Absolutely. But Whereas it, I don't think they'd even bother ramming you. They'd just shoot you off the bike in America. No, they would. Uh, yeah, well, we just came out with something. I saw it on CP2 for, for uh, earlier, some kind of spongy uh, tracking uh, dart that uh, the it's like like very James Bondish. Yeah, I know what you a, mean. Yeah, you looks shoot, cool. It's such, it's, such, it's such a simple bit of technology because you think you, every time I'm on the intertubes, you see those ads for Tile, which is a little device that you pin to your keys and it tracks your keys. It's basically that with stickers on it. And you just fire it at the bike, and you can keep an eye on them. It's, it, it's interesting because the police are just saying, well, in certain instances, we're going to have to just let people get away for a certain amount of time, Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, if you're in a scooter gang, someone's written, are they badass scooter gangs? Um, well, I suppose so. As much as you can be a badass on a scooter. I read they venture into, like, drugs and prostitution as well, and they're often, like... Really dangerous ethnic I've sort heard of that crime. They're into games. bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> Back in a minute. You're tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. So, 71010, uh, let me know how you're doing. And uh, if you've got any problems, you want me to talk to anyone anonymously. Someone just walked in. Hello. What's going on here? Nothing. What? Just relaxing, just uh, enjoying your company. The first week they take an hour away from him, he's immediately trying to steal some of yours. What the hell is this? I've got to go. Your whole show is just. It's, it's become depleted. Completely derailed. Okay, well, so that's the intent. It yeah. certainly is. What's going on, Dave? Nothing. Oh, great. Why don't you... Oh, do you want to have a coffee morning as well? Ah. Well, why, do you, why are you asking him what's going on? I mean, why is he in studio? Oh, I thought you meant how are you? <laughs> no. I've asked him <laughs> like, ten times I already. I thought you were going to start chatting amongst yourselves. Yeah, it's our show. 
It's not the Vinnie White show. It's the uh, sorry. Patrick can you just O'Neill quickly play the Dave jingle for me, Pat? I'll just check. This is the Vinnie White show. Oh, okay. Sorry. Think it might be. Okay, so I'll leave. Oh, oh, you want me to leave? You, you, you don't enjoy. Do my you think you company. will add to my piece? Uh, probably not. I will probably then, detract from it. <laughs> then I, there's I, I, the door, buddy. Okay, okay, bye. <laughs> I will detract from your show. Goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, Dave Eddy is on next, and he will have his whole show to uh, tantalise your ears with his beautiful tales. Bernie ain't doing it in my show. All right, um, so many questions coming in. Why, what is this? So many questions. Quick question. What are the housing and rental prices in, like in the UK compared to TO? What are you, people not got Google? Uh, £1,400 for a one-bedroom flat in London, which is about mm, two and a half grand. Wow. Yeah, that's in zone one. It's absolutely mental to the point of uh, when I vote, because I can vote in both countries, I won't be voting Theresa May because uh, I haven't seen a very firm plan on what to do about that. Mind you, I don't know who to vote for the others. <laughs> I was going to say, as opposed to anybody else, yeah. you're a bit of... I'm not flush with great choices this year. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Uh, any other questions? Uh, please, can you tell my wife to make my dinner? Um, yeah, when I said I'll sort out your problems, I didn't sort of say I will lean over to your sexist expectations. But uh, if you wouldn't mind popping that under the grill, that would be just fab. Thanks. All right. Weirdest thing happened to me this week. I was in London. Um, Ten years ago, when I lived in Brighton slash London, south of England, um, I used to go to bars, and quite often, because we've got a slightly more stringent door policy, probably because it's just a slightly dodgier country, uh, I would be turned away for being in a group of men, right? Last Sunday, after I finished the show, I thought, oh, I'll congratulate myself and have a nice beer, right? go out and have a nice cheeky pint, just the one, and because uh, I always get a nice little buzz off this radio show, and uh, it's nice to have a drink afterwards, and then they have a nice little snoozy poos, it's a nice little life. So I um, went out to, for a pint, and I went out in Shoreditch, which is like the cool bit. It's a bit like um, Kensington Market, I suppose, in its arty and farty, but imagine Kensington Market at about four times the price and move the whole thing next to... Um, the financial district. That's the sort of how it works. And so, yeah, it's like really trendy, funky, monkey type stuff. And I went out to a bar and the, there was a doorman on the bar. And I'm not used to that because when I go for a pint after this, there's not a doorman on the bar, like any of them around here. So that was that kind of freaked me out a bit. Um, and he said, uh, how can I help you? And I said, oh, I just thought I'd pop in for a pint. He said, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, why? Because I've had this, like, years ago, the most frustrating thing happened to me. I was in Toronto Airport, and I went to Kaplinsky's to get a pint, and they said, you're too drunk. Hadn't had a drink in three days. So I was thinking, oh, is this happening again? Have I got some, am I having a stroke? Am I permanently slur? <laughs> so I said, what? Oh, I'm not drink. I'm not drunk. I, I honestly haven't had a drink all day. Which, I'm, now I'm like, what am I? I feel like an alcoholic when I say yeah, that. Yeah, what right? every drug says. <laughs> exactly. I haven't. Would you like me to walk in a line again? Have I already been in tonight? Oh, you've already turned me away. <laughs> I love you. So, um, no, I was sober as a judge. And a good one. And uh, so, yeah, I said, I'm not drunk. He said, no, it's not that. We just don't let men in on their own. I went, no, hang on a minute. 
because when I lived here like 10, 15 years ago, you used to not let people in in groups, men in groups, because you said that it would put the women off. And he said, well, it's sort of the same thing. I don't know that you're not going to go and chat up all the women in there. And I went, yeah, but I don't know that you're not going to ride home on a horse. But I'm willing to take the guess that you're not. Which was a very weird thing to say, I yeah. admit. Now he's thinking you are drunk. <laughs> What's with the horse reference? So I am... Um... But I was quite polite about it. I was, it wasn't quite so confrontational. because, like, As soon as you're confrontational with a bouncer, you're never, ever coming in. So I said, listen, I actually genuinely don't understand this. I'm basically from Canada, kind of, and I haven't lived here for years. I'm having an epic reverse culture shock anyway, walking past piles of vomit in the street. I had no idea that this part of Hackney had gone so crazy, and uh, I don't really understand where I am. So, like, can you just explain to me why? And he said, well, what we do, we, there's two reasons. First one, as we say, is that we think you might chat up all the ladies. The other one is men that come in on their own tend to be pickpockets. And I'm like, right, okay. Well, I have got a girlfriend in Canada. I miss her dearly, but I will resist the temptation of chatting up all of the women in your bar whilst I have my one beer. And also, uh, here's my wallet. Doing all right at the moment. Doing all right. Weird that we have to have this conversation, but things are okay. Yeah, it's sort of reverted to like a Dickens novel <laughs> where they're worried about pickpockets and these sort of wily Englishmen chatting up exactly. all the women. Yeah. Have you been counselled by a man called Mr. Fagan before you come in? <laughs> oh, I have, sure, yeah. Oh, I'll be on my merry way then, will I? So, uh, I, was like, I was so reasonable and, and obviously quite dignified and diligent. I was, wasn't being quite such a prick as I appear at the moment. And so, after this conversation, he said, listen, I can see you're a good guy. Why don't you go in? But during our encounter... The music, I realised, because a girl came out, was so unbelievably loud. I'm like, my God, I don't want to go in there anyway. I just want a quiet pint. So I said, uh, with the greatest respect, and I know I appear unreasonable now, I actually don't want to come in, but it's been nice chatting to you. Can you just point me to an old pub? Like, I'm in the east end of London. Ten years ago, they're on every corner. Now they're all... I hate those ones. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Loud music, there's no point of a loud music in a bar. It's a club thing. Yeah. Although I do like the fact we're not quite so obsessed with televisions as you. So when you do find an old boozer, it really is an old boozer without tellies in it, and that's nice. There's not one bar in Canada without a flat screen now. It's hard to find one. Oh, there was, I was in one the other day. Oh, the Manx in Ottawa. <laughs> it's, a, it's a five-hour drive, but if you want to get away from the telly, there you go. Oh, You miss it, Al? You miss London, do you, Pat? Yeah, I, that's probably some of my best memories, my childhood memories of being there. I remember the food being good, and uh, everything just looked nicer. It looks like a lot of movies and everything like that. It's a very picturesque experience. Now he's gone. Can we just change the subject? What was that Dave thing about? I don't know. I'll try and suss something out on his show. Why did he just randomly come in? He's never done that. Is he all right? Uh, who knows? He's done that to other people in the past. I think he likes to treat it like a big family. I, see, I don't mind that. It's just that it's only really after the adverts. It's probably about 45 minutes to show. So, oh, even less. I just don't want to give any of it away. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's what I was saying. I've got a lot to talk about. That's my next thing. Oh, well, we should probably do an ad break first. Yeah, we'll do the ads, and then I want to come back and talk about something else that's going to be... Uh, Really good. Are we going to get Amanda on the phone? I don't know if I can be bothered. She's somewhere in cottage country. She's probably drunk. 
I think that'd be entertaining at least. Well, is it though? Because every week she's so husky. And the more drunk she is, the more husky she is. Because as soon as she has like <laughs> half a pint, she shouts. If she heard you calling her husky, she would lose her mind. It means fat over here. Does it? Yes. Well, oh, it, me- it means that- overweight. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know that. I'm sorry. How have I managed to not get beaten up in 10 years? It's like a, it's a clothing category, actually. Husky. Well, it's stupid. Because I think the reason that we call husky for the voice, I would imagine, is the mimicry of the tone of the husky dogs. Yeah. So why on earth would you hijack that and use it for fat? Because those dogs are also quite puffy and have a lot of fat on them for the winter, I guess. Oh, Right, well, I'm in that, that case, up. and she's probably listening, she's a, she's a little horse, and I don't mean a pony. She's always a little horse. Can I say that, or is that... Is that it almost it? sounds like you're saying she's multiple prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? Whores. Horse! <laughs> oh, okay. oh, my God, I can't wait to get back to England. I'm getting, I just got off the plane, I want to go back again. Why don't you people understand me? You should. I do. I'm teasing you a bit. Oh, that's okay then. <sighs> Can you stop asking me bloody questions on the text? Get Google. Is excessive drinking by young people still a huge issue in the UK? I suppose I should be flattered. You're very curious. Um, yes. What time does the last call happen? I've just told you. What's the best club in London? I don't know. I just said I didn't go to bars that were <laughs> probably fabric. I'm 40, for Christ's sake. Back in a minute. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. My name is Vinnie White, live from Toronto, and we're going to connect with Amanda Capito, our weekly chat and banter queen. Uh, but I believe she's up in cottage country. I should assume she's drunk by now. Hello, Amanda. Hi, I am in cottage country. I am not drunk right now. Oh, then what's the point? <laughs> you know what? It's actually so funny that you called it cottage country because I've just been realizing that that's a very Canadian term. Mm. And I have some colleagues in England who, when I said I was going to cottage country this weekend, they all were laughing at me. <laughs> See, yeah. That's not a term that you have back there, right? Oh, cottaging is very different indeed. <laughs> No, but actually the word cottage, like they, they're like, that's so Canadian of you to say you're going to cottage country. Yeah, it <laughs> to is. In a, to yeah. stay in what, a cabin? Like all of it is just very, I didn't realize. It's it's a, it's the cool thing to do here, but not uh, not worldwide apparently. Well, a cottage in England is a, is a small stone built building that probably dates back a few hundred years, possibly with a thatched roof where your grandmother lives and a big bad wolf. <laughs> okay, so... So not with, like, fireplaces and canoes and stuff? No, nah, none of that business. No, nah, can't do it. We've got about three lakes, I think, but I've never found them. <laughs> Whereas you just litter the place with them. Anyway, uh, you sound all right. You happy? Everything cool? Yeah, I'm up in Collingwood, so it's uh, it's nice. Blue Mountain, you know, it's, uh, it's busy up here, so lots of people have the same idea. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm back. I don't think I told you I was coming back, but... <laughs> <laughs> do we, need, we just threw you a goodbye party, but like, do we need to throw you a welcome back party? Now, uh, no, I'm not. I just feel such a prick about this. Um, I'm only back for a few weeks, then I'm going back. It's so boring, Amanda. You missed me already. Oh, I knew you'd it. say this, and now I, I knew it. it. Here's, then she's going to go. It's because you know Toronto's the best city in the world. 
<laughs> Most patriotic person I've ever met. It is, but you know, it's fine. Actually, something weird happened to me on the way back today. After I got off the plane, I realised that uh, that you people uh, have the weirdest policy on a, a annual party ever. I love the fact that your celebration of, of uh, a British queen uh, from the 1800s, Victoria, is an all-day festival, often considered the beginning of summer. A lot of people sit around drinking, having barbecues. But you close the LCBO tomorrow. So I went to... Yeah, the... like we do with all... Yeah, that's Ontario with the LCBO. Oh, so stupid. BS, but, you know... So I, uh... it suddenly occurred to me that I'd better pick up some wine now on the way back yeah. from the airport. So I went to the LCBO on Spadina. And yep, the big one. It was absolutely rammed, obviously. Waited for about 20 minutes in line. A few bottles of plonk in my hand. Got to the front, right? And just to set the scene up, there was a man in front of me who I think it's reasonably fair to suggest may well have been homeless. He paid with coins and it was probably about a $20, $20 bill and he paid all in coins. And he looked a little bit dishevelled. I don't think there's anything unfair about that statement. Okay. He seemed like a reasonable chap, didn't seem too drunk, didn't seem drunk at all, in fact, and um, seemed like an all right dude that's down on his luck. And you know what? If he wants to spend his money on booze, whether he's foraged for it, worked for it, or found it, then that's his choice, isn't it? So who are we to judge in this new world? So that was my little thought, bubbling away in my brain, feeling a bit jet-lagged and confused. He went, and it was my turn next, and the, the LCBO guy said to me, Right? Is this weird? I think this is weird. He said, uh, excuse me, sir, can you just move back? And I was like, oh, I'm not that far forward. And he said, sir, I've, I've actually asked you now, uh, uh, can you move back? And I get really annoyed about things like this because I just don't, I absolutely don't understand why you're telling me to move back. I'm not forward. I'm not in your face. I don't understand. Right? So he goes, okay. uh, sir, three, uh, I've asked you twice now. Could you move back? I went, can I just ask why? And he said, well, you'll see. And I'm like, what, what the weird bloke? He pulls oh, no. out a can of air freshener and sprays it where I'm standing so I'm forced <laughs> to move back and I'm like you know that horrible taste of air freshener yeah. that you get oh, like no. when you just it's been sprayed into your mouth and I, and I I was so confused so I just went really and that was necessary now and he said and I quote yeah I'm sorry but but that guy he and he didn't finish his sentence because I, re I think he realised that it was inappropriate. He said, just to make that clear, he said, I'm sorry, but that guy, he... So, I mean, I, mean, I assume he's saying he smelled, right? Yeah, right. Now, I'm not all right with that. Are you all right with that? Uh, I don't know. That's awkward. <laughs> like, if he smelled like urine or something and he felt like that was going to deter business or uh, was no be a hang problem. on two two points in that first of all it was five minutes till closing so surely we could have waited five minutes also if he did smell like urine i don't know if i don't know if an air freshener is gonna fix that just <laughs> let it be man i don't know some people are weird with smells though just be like you know some people are very hypersensitive so... yeah but some people are allergic to bloody air fresheners he didn't know i wasn't he sprays it in my face that's true he that's also didn't fair. know that i wasn't related to him it could be my dad Although yep. it was quite unlikely, I'll give him that. <laughs> People do weird things. I Isn't don't know. That weird. And I, it's I, really weird. Then afterwards, as soon as I left, I thought of about two hundred things that I should have said that would have been hilarious, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was too late. Like what? Like what? <laughs> that was. Are my... they appropriate for radio? No, I, was, I should have guilted him out. I should have said that was my uncle. I'm really offended. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I'm banging on about an event that's not that important in my life, I suppose. But I thought it was a bit degrading to the poor guy. 
How are you and have you missed me dearly? I didn't even have time to miss you, Vinny. You barely left. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's very, very, that's actually what my girlfriend said when I walked back. She's <laughs> like, it's nice yeah, and stuff, and but yeah, you did say you'd be gone a lot longer. Also, there's a man in the bedroom and this is embarrassing. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to give you a really quick news story before we finish. Did you hear about the Chanel boomerang? No. All right, is this okay? Chanel's latest addition to its high-fashion, high-priced, highly idiotic sports equipment line is drawing accusations of cultural appropriation. The French fashion house announced it would sell a resin-polished wooden boomerang embellished with its CC logo, the Chanel logo, for a suggested retail price of... Have a little guess, Amanda. Oh, my gosh. $2,000. Very close. Canadian, it would be... I know my Chanel. (laughs) $1,725. Oh, it's close, yeah. People have gone nuts. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's what they do. One commentator wrote, a boomerang is a symbolic cultural symbol to the indigenous Australians, and this is disgusting. It's being materialised. But it's one of many things in the spring-summer collection. uh, Named... Actually, it hasn't got a name. Should be called something like I'm a bit of a prick collection on the Chanel website. Uh, It says that there's a collection of... Tennis balls. How much for five Chanel tennis balls? Mm, $800. $500. $100 bucks a ball. Okay. You okay. went above on that. Uh, a wooden paddle set. How much? A wooden what? Paddle set. Which I don't oh, paddle know. set? Like I, proper for a canoe? No, sorry. I've just realized what they are. I've just looked at the picture. It's um, table Ping tennis. Pong? Table tennis bats, yeah. Okay. Um, a table. Okay, I'll say just the bats. $100? No. Four thousand three hundred. What? Are they like encrusted with jewels? No, they just <laughs> okay, got a stupid. I really undershot now. Logo on them. Uh, Chanel tennis racket. Oh, that. Okay, that could be like. I don't know. Now I'm just guessing large numbers. Two thousand five hundred dollars. Way too good. It's two grand. Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Amanda, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Do you think that's reasonable? <laughs> I might get that. <laughs> if you do, I will beat you to a pulp. No, I would never. I can't justify. No. Um, it's mad, isn't it? So if you see uh, rich divorcees getting out of their Porsche cans in King West and Yorkville and they've got a boomerang. God but knows. I don't know. Well, a boomerang, like they sell children's toys that are boomerangs too. Is that cultural appropriation? Like, I, I don't get it. I suppose when it's just got a hefty price tag and none of it's pouring back to the indigenous population of Australia even by active charity. I think that's the that's the To be honest, I didn't realise I knew it was Australian, I didn't realise it was tied to Yeah, the, it was used to the Aboriginals there. used to use it for hunting. Wax well, whack a whack a uh, roo over the head with it and if it comes back then you don't have to walk and find it. It's clever stuff. So what are the activists saying? They want a piece of the sales to what they're saying they want Amanda, money to go back or what, what do they what, want? What they're saying is that this show needs to be longer. That's what they're saying, because I'm afraid we're out of time. We'll uh, continue this in studio next week. Cheers, love. Bye. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Sorry to disappear so quickly in a puff of smoke. Thanks, Pat. Bye.